This is Canty and Garland on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and on ESPN Plus. ESPN Radio is presented to you by Progressive Insurance. I'm Amber Wilson. He's Mike Wells. We are filling in for the guys, taking you up until 7 o'clock Eastern. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at Mike Wells NFL. You can also always join the conversation on the CC call-in line at one triple eight say ESPN. That's 888 Three seven seven six. The Kevin Durant saga, Mike, is the gift that keeps on giving to sports radio. We can't get enough of it. We're still waiting to hear, of course, any sort of decision that the Brooklyn Nets come up with in terms of where to trade Kevin Durant. We know that he wants out of Brooklyn. He has requested a trade. Of course, Brooklyn can do whatever they want because the man's under contract for the next four years. But we also know that superstars generally get great deference in this league. Now, a lot of people, Mike, assumed that there would be like automatic, like we're talking about Kevin Durant, right? So automatically, 28 teams would be interested, not the Nets. And most people thought, you know, not that team that just won a championship that he used to be with in the Golden State Warriors, but not so fast because apparently the Golden State Warriors count them in as interested in Kevin Durant as well. Here was Mark J. Spears of Anscape on Sunday morning on why Katie could find his way back to Golden State. The one team I'm telling you guys is keep an eye on is the Golden State Warriors. Golden State could have the best package for both parties. Jordan Poole, Jonathan Kaminga, all-star Andrew Wiggins, and former number two pick James Wiseman. What the Nets want is they want a young all-star or perhaps a future all-star. They're all under 30. They also want picks, uh, maybe the ability to swap picks. But if you can get those four players, if I'm the Nets, I'm very, very happy. And for Kevin Durant, the Warriors, they're very familiar with and vice versa. Like, he knows where to live in San Francisco. He knows how the offense works. He knows he could win a championship there. Yeah, he and Steve Kerr would probably have to figure some things out. But with each passing day that this carries on, I've heard the Warriors have interest in terms of a young haul, in terms of people being happy on both sides, to me, the Golden State option is the best option. Sounds like a good option in terms of the package that Golden State can come up with. But Mike Wells, is there any shot in your mind that we see Kevin Durant back with the Golden State Warriors? I would be very shocked about it. I will say, I mean, that is an incredible package that um, that Mark J. Spears mentioned, you know, between James Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins, and Jordan Poole along with, you know, the draft picks involved in it. That is a, a great pull. That may be the best the best option that um, the Brooklyn Nets could get. But going back to Golden State, can you imagine the amount of criticism that Kevin Durant would get if he ended up back in Golden State? A, the Warriors just won a title without Kevin Durant. B, Kevin Durant's only NBA titles have been when he was with the Golden State Warriors. He would be ridiculed nonstop saying that, hey, Kevin Durant is a great player, but he can only win a title when he has three future Hall of Famers alongside of him and Draymond Green, Steph Curry, and Klay Thompson. So I'm not sure Kevin can handle and shoulder that type of criticism out of it. Woj reported on Sunday on SportsCenter that the Nets are seeking an all-star player and several first-round picks in a blockbuster deal. I don't think it's a surprise to any of us that the Nets would want picks in return in terms of rebuilding, but also some all-star young talent. 
And to Mark J. Spears's point, the Warriors certainly have that. And when you're talking about exciting young players, you know, the Jordan Pools, the Kamingas, the Andrew Wiggins of the world, then yes, the, the Warriors are loaded. They could survive, James Wiseman even, they could survive trading away some of these assets, particularly if they're getting back Kevin Durant in return. And we know Kevin Durant, even with that core being older than it was the last time we saw them win a championship together, we know that a championship probably likely. Because by the way, they're coming off of one. I understand why the Nets would want to do this in terms of a package. I don't understand why Kevin Durant would want to do this because I'm with you. Like he can't go to the team that just won a championship. That's like joining the 72 win team. And he already doesn't get enough credit, frankly, for the couple championships that he did win with them. So from that perspective, this makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's from the KD perspective, the Warriors fine. I can see why. I mean, anybody would want Kevin Durant, right? So I can see why the Warriors would be interested in having him back. I can see why Brooklyn would be interested in the trade package. I just cannot understand why Kevin, Kevin Durant, when he cares about narrative, and we know, Mike, that Kevin Durant's listening, right? I mean, he wouldn't have the burner accounts (laughs) if man didn't care about narrative. Like, he cares about narrative. And the narrative, if he joins this team, maybe if it was the team that missed the postseason the last couple years and he went back to save them, that would be one thing. But they just proved they can do it without him. He can't walk in and join that team now. No, uh, and that's the thing. Listen. If you want to see the king of petty, all you got to do is look at, follow Kevin Durant on Twitter. The way he, he snaps back at, you know, you know random followers that he, does, that he does not know. And let that trade happen. The Charles Barkleys and the Shaqs, all those guys that know how to get under Kevin Durant, he's going to, he, he's going to have to take a significant time off on Twitter, shut his social media down because he's not going to be able to hold back, you know, arguing at these people for people when they say, how oh, Katie – you know, one of the all-time greatest NBA players simply can't win without superstars. I mean, like you said, Amber, I mean, he went to Golden State the following season after they lost to – after OKC lost to the Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. Ah, you can't beat them, so you might as well join them. Ah, you can't win a title in Brooklyn without the posse, so you might as well go rejoin them again. That's going to be, you know, whenever Kevin Durant retires, whenever he goes in the Hall of Fame, everybody's going to say, great player, but – he can't win without fellow Hall of Famers. And don't get me wrong, we've seen a lot of players have won titles with future Hall of Famers as their supporting cast. But to join them not once, but twice? Ooh, I yeah, wouldn't want to be Kevin Durant. It's so overstated that these guys can win titles by themselves. I mean, LeBron ain't here out here winning titles all by himself either. Now, I get that there are, like you said, Hall of Famers on that team, but there are Hall of Famers that come together on many teams to win titles. So I'm not knocking Katie for that, but if he goes back to it, and he goes back to it when they just won another championship, like I think it would be better for Katie to never win another championship again than to go back to Golden State to do it there, to win there. But here was Mark J. Spears, Anscape's NBA writer, on Sunday morning discussing Kevin Durant's current relationship with Golden State. I think bad blood is like a little overrated. I mean, he's um, still close with Bob Myers, uh, the general manager there. Uh, He's still close with Steph Curry, which matters the most. If Steph Curry is open-minded to this happening, then they figure it out. I, I mean, he and Draymond, they they did a podcast together, so they don't like dislike each other. I mean, obviously, they've had a few little battles on. But ultimately, I think those two guys want to win. Ultimately, Steve Kerr wants to win. Ultimately, it's a lot better situation than being in Brooklyn. 
and and ultimately Brooklyn, while well, Kevin has to sign off off on it, they they have to be happy with the package back too. So that package to get those young guys back for Brooklyn is outstanding. It would be an outstanding package. I guess those guys are vets. They can let bygones be bygones, but it is just so hard for me to kind of wrap my head around the idea of KD going back and joining those guys when he ran away from those guys, particularly Draymond. Coming up, we will continue this conversation in just seconds about Kevin Durant. But first, a word from Vivid Seats. The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and you can be there to catch all the action live with Vivid Seats. Get out to the ballpark and experience every home run, every web gem, and every walk-off. And with Vivid Seats rewards, you'll start earning free tickets from your very first purchase. Buy 10 tickets, get the 11th one free. That's like getting 10% back on every single ticket. From the box seats to the bleachers, Vivid Seats has you covered with tickets at great prices all summer long. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Life happens live. ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reports Kevin Durant wants to be traded away from the Brooklyn Nets. There was a sense of inevitability, I think, around the Nets and around Kevin Durant that this day was coming. I think it's about time that Kevin Durant severed ties with Kyrie Irving as teammates. There's going to be a trade, and it's just a matter of where he winds up. If, if Kevin Durant is on the first train out, uh, Kyrie Irving will be on the caboose as far as the Nets are concerned. I think it's very likely that not only Kevin Durant, but Kyrie Irving have played their last games for the Nets. I mentioned, Mike, that there's the Woj report now outlining essentially what the Brooklyn Nets want in return for Katie. And we know that they're going to get a haul in return for a player of Kevin Durant's caliber. I mean, we've hardly ever even seen this with four years left on his deal. It's remarkable that you could get a top three player in the league. So here was Woj, ESPN's NBA insider, giving us an idea of what Brooklyn wants. We're having technical difficulties. We'll get to the Woj cut in a second. But basically, we know, Mike, that they want trade assets and that they want an all-star or several all-stars in return for Kevin Durant. So it kind of seems like to me that the Nets want to build for the future and also still not blow everything up in the now. Here was Woj. Brooklyn's mandate internally is to get the biggest, best package of assets, draft picks, and players that they can get for Kevin Durant. And with four years left on his contract, they have that leverage. There are certainly more teams who are willing to bring in a player, whether he wants to be there or not, who's got to play with four years left, especially somebody like Kevin Durant who loves to play. And I think you look at the Rudy Gobert trade to the Timberwolves last week and look at that as a baseline. And I think that's what the Nets are doing, certainly draft pick-wise, you know, essentially five first-round picks. And I think right now for Brooklyn, they're looking at perhaps four to five first-round picks, Mm. pick swaps, and then an all-star level player at the minimum. So that is a haul for KD, and we would expect the Nets to have that sort of level of asking. It doesn't mean they're going to get it, but that's obviously where they're going to start, Mike. What gets interesting about this conversation with the Warriors is we already told you what that package could look like. If that's the best deal, the Nets can choose what package they want. Like, they don't have, like, even if KD is of the mindset that you and I just echoed, like, how could he go back there? Doesn't necessarily matter what KD's thinking if the Brooklyn Nets like the package they do technically have the power 
I'm not going to let control, uh, KD control things. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I'm basically going car shopping. I'm going on that road down the street where there's, you know, 15 different car dealerships. I'm going to see who's got the best package deal. Who's going to give me the fully loaded car, all the bells and whistles, and take care of me. Because the reality is the Brooklyn Nets are going to be the ones that are going to have to, you know, sell this trade on their fan base. They can't go and get very little in return and expect people to, to support this franchise. You need to be able to get pieces in return, like Woj alluded to, of players who are capable to keep you in the mix. The reality is it's the Eastern Conference. In the East, you're always, you, you always have a chance to be in the mix in the bottom half to make the playoffs because the conference isn't that strong. Then you want to be able to have those draft pieces when you get that young all-star caliber player that you can add around him and you're staying competitive and you're not going out and just winning, you know, 10 or 15 games. Because, Amber, this is not the NBA, excuse me, the NFL, where if you stink, you're guaranteed to be the Jacksonville Jaguars and have the number one overall pick in back-to-back years. You got to hope that the lottery balls are going to fall your way. So you still got to be a competitive team and hope things play out your way going on the road. So I do not fault the Brooklyn Nets for saying, hey, I'm sorry, Katie, you're the one that asked for the trade, so we have to get do the best thing possible. And I haven't thought about it, but I'm not sure how many other teams can offer that the same type of package that maybe Golden State can have. And Golden State got lucky because they kept their core together while stinking and getting James Wiseman and then getting Andrew Wiggins mm-hmm. in a trade and Jordan Poole playing out. So they got, they got very lucky on how they were able to keep everything together. If I'm Brooklyn, I'm saying, hey, don't give me the best offer, and we'll decide what we want to do. Katie, you're not talking to us about it. Yeah, those uh, injury-ridden seasons for the Warriors end up looking uh, like a very good thing on the back end here. I don't know if I totally agree with you about the Eastern Conference not being so loaded. I mean, there's a lot of teams. The Celtics got better in the offseason. The 76ers got better. The Bucks will be healthy, presumably, right? But the West is loaded as well, and several teams there have already gotten better in the offseason. And this is before we even know where Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving and maybe a Ben Simmons end up if Brooklyn is blowing it up. We have have seen a lot of teams reload with the picks a superstar wants out you reload with the picks it ends up resulting in Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and you're in the NBA finals eventually right so we have seen that before when you get rid of the aging superstar so I understand why Brooklyn wants the picks in order to be in that position but I also respect the fact that Brooklyn appears like they don't want to do the tanking either right like they don't want to blow the whole thing up and be awful and so for that reason maybe they want to be okay middle of the road right now get some all-stars as well in return it feels like they're trying to sort of straddle the fence so to speak in that regard and I don't know if they're going to be able to get all of that but we are talking about Kevin Durant so if it's the Warriors that are the team that can offer all of that then the Nets could theoretically take it I just we never see it Mike like we never see the superstar who goes to the place he absolutely doesn't want to be and I would think the Warriors would be the very bottom of the list for Kevin Durant. Even though he clearly wants to go to a contender, let's not pretend like these aren't contenders. He he gave them two teams that he wants to go to. They were both the one seeds in each conference. <laughs> he wants to be on a contender. I just can't imagine KD wanting to be in Golden State. No, no. I mean, I'm, one thing I'm curious about are, are Steph and Clay and Draymond in his ear saying, hey, come on, let's go. Let's, get, let's, let's run it back again. And if you're Kevin Durant, how are you going to tell – those guys, nah, that's okay. We've already done that. I don't want to come back to, I don't want to come back to you again. So that's the situation where you know with Durant, I just I'm 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 in agreement with you. I just don't see how 
he would be open and knowing that he is going to get he's going to get roasted. I mean, he's going to get filleted if he ends up back in Golden State and they win a title. It's it's going to be, you know, it, it, they're going to try to tar- they're going to try to tarnish his image so stinking bad if you were to go there and win another title. And the reality is, if he goes back, you know I mean, even if Golden State, I mean, Golden State will give up a lot. I still put them as a favorites to win the NBA title if he ends up back there and their core guys stay healthy still. Well, that's the other component of this. Golden State doesn't necessarily need to do this, right? They're coming off of an NBA title, and they do have young players who they feel like can kind of bring them into the future and continue to help this core three age. Andre Snellings, ESPN's senior writer, was on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max with us yesterday. Here's what he had to say about these rumors of KD going to Golden State. I personally have trouble imagining uh, Durant back on the Warriors. It just feels like for, for both Durant to the Warriors and all of the rumors of Kyrie going to the Lakers to, to join LeBron, it feels like it would just be a rewind, you know, right? Like four years ago or so, um, both of those players were in that situation, and it really felt like both players wanted to break out from that situation. That Kyrie wanted to get out from underneath LeBron's shadow, and that KD wanted to go to his own team and, and win a championship uh, separate from Steph and Dre and Clay. And so if four years later, after not having done it on their own, both of them were to go back to their original situations, like my, my, my brain can't accept that. My brain can't accept it either. I agree with Dre. It's like rewatching a movie you've seen a million times. I mean, I feel like I've seen it. It was great at the time I saw it. I just would prefer to watch something new. Yeah. Um, man, I didn't even think about it. I mean, obviously with, with, with Kyrie – and uh, potential going to Lakers, being reunited with LeBron, two different teams, but it's still, it's a still whole run, running back again, running back again. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It, it, if that were to happen, it's, it's one of those situations where the grass isn't always greener on the other. It's clearly the grass is not greener on the other side. It, it, it wasn't great for Kyrie when he went to Boston. Obviously, it didn't work out in Brooklyn. So hey, let me go get back with my guy LeBron, who I won a title with. KD saw that trying to win a title by himself in Brooklyn didn't work out when they brought in, you know, Kyrie and then James and then Ben, who hasn't played a game in over a year. Uh, so, you know, maybe. Here, here's a question for you, though. Why would Golden State want to bring Kevin Durant in? Yes, he's a great player, but he's in his 30s at the same time. And you have all those young guys where they are set up to potentially be in great hands when Steph and, and Clay and Draymond decide to step away from the game. Yeah, but are you in championship hands, right? And, I mean, you are capitalizing on the now because this is when you still have those three. And we already saw the cracks. We saw the cracks this season. Clay Thompson's not quite the same Clay as before all the injuries, right? Draymond's not 2018 Draymond Green. I mean, the age is there, and it's going to continue to be there. That problem isn't going to alleviate itself as we move forward. Those are great players. But, of course, this is the time now to try to win again. You just won. There's no guarantees in 10 years that a Jordan Poole or an Andrew Wiggins is going to be winning you championships. So I guess you push your card uh, cards on the table and go after the now. I think that that would probably be the mindset from the worst if, in fact, this is the direction that they wanted to go. But, man, 
It would be a wild scenario. So there is a ton to unpack here still with these potential trade destinations for Kevin Durant. Would you, as a basketball fan, want to see Kevin Durant go back to his ex, run back to his ex in the Golden State Warriors? Give us a call. 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Coming up next, what's the most impactful move of the NBA offseason pre-KD moving? That's next. This is Canty and Carlin. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells filling in for the guys here on Canty and Carlin. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive save over $700 on average. You can give us a call in the CC call in line, one 888 729-3776. Mike and I just discussed this possibility. The rumors are out there. Maybe Kevin Durant could return to the Golden State Warriors. We put the question out there and posed it to you. Do you want KD back with the Golden State Warriors? But Cedric is in North Carolina. He appears to want somebody else to get traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Golden State Warriors. Cedric, what do you want to happen here with Golden State? I know y'all laughing at me, but I really believe Kyrie Irving in Golden State would be a great fit. I really do. I think him and Curry would drive people nuts. I think uh, Clay setting up, and then you got Dre and any big man. That I I really think that's the move for Kyrie. I really believe those two guards together would be wreak havoc on the NBA. But why would Golden State want that? I mean, Kyrie might want that. Sure, uh, that seems like easy rings to get. Why on earth Cedric with Golden State want to take on what comes with Kyrie when they're coming off of a championship? I really don't believe the other NBA players see Kyrie the way the media does. I think they would welcome it. I really do. And listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Said, I'm going to be honest with you. When I saw what your question was going to be, what you want to discuss, I started laughing before you even came on the air, man. I'm just going to be 100% honest with you ah. on that. I would, I would, if I'm going to say no, I'm not touching Kyrie. First of all, you know who who's going to handle the ball? You, I mean, you got three guys on the wing between Steph, Clay, and Kyrie, and I just think from a standpoint of professionalism, Kyrie's not a professional. He is he is an incredible basketball player who was immature and very selfish. So any team that wants Kyrie. I'm going to think long and hard and really wonder if he's going to be a guy that we want to influence the young players on the roster and not be a distraction. 
I think Cedric has an interesting point just in terms of how other guys around the league maybe view Kyrie. It might be different from the player perspective, fine. It clearly ain't that so different from the team perspective, though, from the media perspective and the team perspective. Because let's be real. We just saw it before Kyrie opted in. There was no market for Kyrie Irving at his – there was no there was no market, Mike. I mean, we were talking about, yeah, like maybe the Lakers would want him if he's willing to go there and take, you know, $6 million for them and leave $30 million on the table. Sure, of course, there's a market for him at that price tag. But there weren't really any real viable – partners here in working out a deal with Brooklyn or even working out a deal with Kyrie before he opted into the final year of this deal. And so I have a really hard time believing that Golden State as an organization would be interested in bringing on Kyrie when they don't need him. They don't need him from a basketball perspective, to your point, Mike Wells, and they don't need him from a headache perspective either because that's a championship organization right now. When is the last time the Golden State Warriors have had a player who has distracted them? I mean, the reality is the biggest distraction they've had of late was Draymond Green doing podcasts after the NBA Finals early on in the season. They were wondering where he's at. When it's all said and done, Draymond's got another NBA title ring. Nobody cares about that. So, um, yes, they don't, they're in a professional organization who they do not want that type of uh, distraction and negativity brought to their organization, in my opinion. All right, so let's go back to the KD conversation, though. Should he find his way to Golden State? Our loyal listener, Cabana, is in New Mexico. Cabana, what's up? Do you want to see KD back in the Bay? First of all, how you guys doing? I'm glad to to hear that the overtalker, uh, Chris Cantey's not on right now. Yes! But, hell yeah, KD needs to go back to the Bay Area. If you ask any of my friends, I've been saying that for the last two years. What better place does KD even have a chance to win another ring? Okay, and and, and, and as uh, Barstadamas would say, if he goes back to Golden State, I guarantee Golden State will win next year and year number three of Kevin Durant's contract there. Guaranteed. Cabana, since you miss Chris Canty so much, tune in 5 p.m. Eastern when Canty joins us right here on Canty and Carlin. Uh, Canty and Cabana, Mike, they have a, a long history together as a caller. But I understand that KD going back to Golden State is the easiest route to a championship. A lot of people going to Golden State right now is the easiest route to a championship. Let's be real. Those men just won a championship right so I mean that's not outlandish to say plus we saw it work a couple times with KD we saw them in the three straight NBA finals together we know it works that pairing again though this goes beyond championships if all he cared about was chasing rings he wouldn't have ever left Golden State to begin with oh man you just gave an you just gave a, an incredible Mic, mic drop, drop right there with that with There's that last comment Amber Boom, great mic drop he would have said right watch. there and Golden State could still have won, you, you know, numerous titles had KD stayed there. That was I don't I can't even respond to it. Yeah, I mean, you you just you go ahead and you strut off the stage and say how you like me now after you said that. Well, I'm going to strut right over to this next caller. Andre is in mass. Andre, do you want to see KD back in the bay? No, not at all. Uh, 100% negative. Uh, do I want to see KD back in the Bay? But I think the point here is he might not have any choice in terms of whether he goes to the Bay or, or anywhere else. I think the Golden State Warriors have the best package to offer when you talk about Jonathan Kaminga, young bull, James Wiseman, another young bull, throw Jordan Poole in there, Andrew uh, Wiggins, and they have the draft picks. And this whole uh, – 
this, this whole charade is what I'll call it between Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets and then to a lesser extent Kyrie Irving and the Brooklyn Nets. It's about player empowerment versus league ownership. And I think Joe Tsai is the man of the hour to speak for the league owners in terms of saying no more. The collective bargaining agreement that's coming up, I believe next year, if not the year after that, this is going to be the principal uh, topic in terms of whether the NBA is going to be able to continue forward or to lock out. And I think the owners have had it up to here. You can throw Adam Silver in there. And so the Golden State Warriors have the best package for Kevin Durant. Until another team tops that package, I think that's where the Golden State, that's where the Nets are, are going to be looking. Obviously, he wants to go to Phoenix. In conclusion, Aiton's not going to be enough. Mikel Bridges, not enough. They said today, I need an all-star and I need multiple picks, particularly what happened with Rudy Gobert. So for me, this is this goes beyond Kevin Durant and the Nets. This is about player empowerment yeah, you versus see the it. NBA brand. You and see I it as a power struggle, hard. Andre. Thank you so much for the call. We're up against the clock. But you see it as a power struggle <laughs> between player empowerment, which we know this is a league with powerful, powerful players, particularly of this caliber, and owner empowerment. And it's really an interesting point here because there are four years left on Kevin Durant's deal. So there is that tension there that we don't even normally see when we're talking about trading even a superstar caliber player. We will continue with this Kevin Durant conversation moving forward, but far more importantly, what food could you eat competitively? We will get into that next. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Glad to, to hear that the overtalker uh, Chris Canty's not on right now. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Michael Jordan has the flu game, Mike Wells. Joey Chestnut has the time that he won the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest while tackling another human being. Because Joey Chestnut, he continued his dominance at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, winning his 15th title. But this time it was far from routine. We've seen Joey Chestnut's greatness in terms of consuming hot dogs. Fine. But we had never seen him do it this way. With a protester that comes on stage, rushes the stage in a Darth Vader mask, Chestnut, the champ, he decides to take matters into his own hands. He grabs the person by the neck. He throws him to the ground. Security is able to get the protester out of there. Bada bing, bada boom, like 60 hot dogs or whatever it was later. Joey Chestnut is a champion once again, injured in a walking boot. Is there a greater performance ever in the history of the world, Mike Wells? Michael Jordan, who in 1998, he's been surpassed by Joey. Joey put my man in the headlock, and I thought I was looking at a Star Wars episode when he came on with the Darth Vader mask, and when your boot game is that tight, winning the hot dog eating contest was basically the cherry on a Sunday for Joey yesterday. 63 hot dogs and buns were eaten in 10 minutes. With one protester tackled. <laughs> the bonus. I mean, it's so bonus. impressive that he's the one who took down the protester. I, I, I can't get over how this was. It's great because after 15 years of dominance, you're like, all right, what can I do now? I, now, did Joey Chestnut 
Did he set up the protester on one or Ooh, we Ooh, first of all yeah, a little conspiracy it, theory it, action. It, it, you know what I mean? They get a little tired of Joey Chestnut's too. dominance, you know. S- security was pretty light there. Where's the hardcore security at there? You know? You know what I mean? Like, you guys, well, I don't know. I think we're burying the lead. He did all of this in a boot. He was in a he, he had did. surgeries. The walking he was in boot. a walking boot. It's pretty remarkable. Now, I don't really know if the walking boot, because a lot of people were mentioning that, like, is the walking boot relevant when your sport, so to speak, is consuming food? All, all you got to do is, all you have to do is sit and eat. You don't have to sit, sit and eat. Basically, the boot, if, he, if Joey wanted to cause some serious damage, he could have put the boot to great use on that uh, guy who was a protester. But instead, he said, my, my <laughs> hand game is too tight for that. Boot. Well, he takes them down in a chokehold, allows security to get him, still wins the contest, all while in the walking boot. It's so such a perfect, epic performance from Joey Chestnut that nobody even cares how many hot dogs he actually consumed at this one. He did not break his own record, his own record of uh, 76 hot dogs in under 10 minutes. This was 63, but a far better performance than that one. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Amber Wilson and Mike Wells rounding out the 3 o'clock hour here on Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. You can tweet to us at Amber W Sports at Mike Wells NFL. You can also join the conversation on the CC Colin line, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We are asking you, would you want to see Kevin Durant back with the Golden State Warriors? I see Allie and Roy, the callers, waiting right now on the Colin line. I will get to you in just one moment. But, Mike, we were just talking about Joey Chestnut's remarkable performance at the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, tackling a protester, still going on to win it for his 15th time, all while in a walking boot. If Mike Wells was entering an eating contest, what would the eating contest be that Mike Wells might be confident that he could be competitive in? Listen, throw me some uh, some drumettes, some chick, chicken wing drumettes on the table. I'm putting the whole thing in my mouth and just sliding. The only thing that's coming out of my mouth is the bone, and the bone is going to be butt naked after I eat, Amber. Get in I, my belly. Yeah, yes, sir, in I, my belly. I feel Give like me wings take wing. forever to eat. I, I, uh, oh, time out. Hold up. How do you eat your chicken wings? How does it take? Well, I, I, I don't do you, put the whole drumette in my mouth and just slide it out. Like I, 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 I can't that's say how that's how. It. I mean, I, I like spin it, you know, and bite the chicken I mean, off. I mean, I thought you. I, the way you it right. said that, 
The way you said it, I thought you might have a fork and a knife or something and cut and leave half the meat on the Hell bone or something. No. no, I'll get my hands a little <laughs> sticky. Uh, I'm not that bougie, but uh, I don't know about uh, cleaning the bone to the extent that it sounds like you're doing with wings. So wings would take me forever. Wings are not it for me. I also like my wings super spicy, so that seems like a terrible idea for an eating contest. I don't really know what mine would be. Like, if it was a pie, like, I'm not a pie person, but I know they do pie eating contests. I do love key lime pie. Oh, yes. So, like, maybe a key lime pie eating contest. I would have said pizza because pizza, I mean, I've never met a pizza in my life I don't like. But I also like you have like there's a lot of bread involved in that. And then like are, am I having to dip these things in a liquid because that sounds ooh, awful. Like that is ooh. the worst part of the Nathan's hot dog eating contest to me. No, no. And listen, I was going to tell you right now, Amber, you and I can no longer be friends. Had you said I can't eat, I can't have a wing eating contest because I only eat boneless wings, aka chicken nuggets. <laughs> I was going to say we are cutting off all communication. If you said I'm, I'm a, I go, to, I go to B Dubs on Tuesday boneless wing night. <laughs> no, I do not get the boneless wings. Okay, I'm a real I'm woman. Okay, sure <laughs> I, no. I get the real <laughs> deal. Uh, chicken fingers, those are for my three year old son. Let's get back to this Kevin Durant conversation. Would you want to see KD on the Golden State Warriors again? Give us a call, Triple say ESPN. Allie is in Toronto. Allie, would you want to see KD? Where do you want to see him going? Uh, personally, I think that the Raptors make perfect sense. and I don't think it's being talked about enough. So, I mean, it comes out the report that they want a superstar uh, or even an all-star back with some picks. I mean, we have Pascal Siakam we can offer. We have Scotty Barnes, you know, reigning rookie of the year. We got a ton of draft capital and, and a ton of key players. Gary Trent Jr. We just signed Otto Porter, Fred Van Vliet. So I think if he really wants to go to a team where he's got some pieces around him and a team that can give the Nets the compensation they need, I think the Raptors are, are the team to be in. The Raptors can put together a package. Now, you don't want to decimate that team. I don't know if you'd want to get rid of you know, Siakam and your best players in order to acquire KD. Because KD is not going to want to go to a team, of course, that's decimated. But we've seen the Raptors accomplish this in this past, Mike, right? I mean, we saw them do it with Kawhi. They know how to get it done. They know how to bring in the superstar. And here, they can bring in the superstar. And this is what's so incredible about Kevin Durant being available. Like we've seen the Kawhi Leonard's of the world get traded in this work. Right. But then we see them leave after their deal expires and go wherever the heck they want, or you have to give them a new deal with KD. Like it's not a one year rental. It's not just a championship rental. If you're able to make it work this time in Toronto, there's four years left on that deal. Whatever team is acquiring Kevin Durant, they're not sliding all those chips into the table to the middle of the table saying, Hey, we're going for next season. You still have, you're going to have the final years of Kevin Durant's the prime part of his career in, in, in the final years of his contract. And if I'm Toronto, if I'm Toronto, there's two guys I'm not giving up Siakam and Scotty Barnes. Siakam averaged only tw- almost 23 points a game. Scotty Barnes was the NBA rookie of the year, averaged mm-hmm. 15 points a game. Those are two guys that I am not giving up. I would be willing to part ways with anybody else on the roster, but those two, I'm just, nope, nope. They're, they're like, okay, they're over in the corner. You guys, Brooklyn, you cannot afford these two guys right here, so we're not, we're not, we're not giving them to you in a trade. But Beyond that's exactly, that, I mean, the first ask of Brooklyn is Scotty Barnes. It's, yes. it's the very first thing out of their mouths when they're having those front office conversations. Scotty Barnes an asset. Let's go. So Scotty Barnes and picks. Let's go. And to your point, yeah, like that's, that's what is – 
hard about kind of deciphering any of these deals. We are talking on one hand about Kevin Durant, but we are also talking about a Kevin Durant who's into his 30s. And so that makes a difference with some of these teams that have these very young budding assets. Roy is in Houston. Roy, would you want to see Kevin Durant back in Golden State? Nope. You know what? I hope Kevin's in his room right now sitting there thinking, man, I should have stayed in California. Yeah, so you try to go down there over to, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Brooklyn. That's a mess. Now you want to you wanna go somewhere else? Because you made a bad choice. Now you've got to live with it. I'm sorry. I if I was don't, be, State, don't be I'm, sorry, Roy, because you have a good point. Like, he made his bed. And now he has to lie in it. And I'm sure that there's a lot of Golden State fans that feel that way. Like, hey, don't come crawling back to us. We wanted you to stay from the get. People are already talking about that Warriors team as a dynasty. There would have been no conversation whether that team was a dynasty, though. If Kevin Durant had, in fact, stayed, they would have rolled all the way through. We know they were already in the NBA Finals every year. That would have kept up, but he chose to leave. Coming up next, Lakers owner Jeannie Buss. She tweeted out something very interesting we'll get into.